אוקיי, שבוע טוב. שבוע טוב. upon which um, we know the situation that uh, after Miriam died, the bear, Miriam, which provided the water for Clyosril, vanished. And Clyosril was there left in the Midbar <clears throat> without any water or water source. Blazing heat, <coughs> come in. And um, So this was the situation. And they came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they're in a state of panic and tension. And they say, water, water, we have to get water. And um, Moshe asks Hashem what to do. And Hashem tells Moshe to speak to a certain rock and water will, water will usher forth from this rock. Okay, Moshe goes and he says Hamorim to the people, which means like you rebellious ones. And all the Lefoshim are trying to put under the microscope to understand what exactly was Moshe's flaw over here. Was it the fact that he called them rebellious ones, Hamorim? Was it the fact there was a little agitation in his spirit? He has a, he had a little... Um, <clears throat> because he, he hit the, ended up hitting, hitting the rock and he called them Amorim. Comes the Bas Ayin and he says a unique perush that I'd like to share with you tonight is in defining and uh, analyzing what was Moshe's shortcoming over here that denied him entrance Eretz Yisrael. This was, the, this was the shortcoming in Moshe that Hashem found that um, he was denied coming into Eretz Yisrael because of this. <coughs> so the Basayan says, by means of, <coughs> sorry, putting down a fundamental axiomatic principle of the Torah, of the creation. He cites the Zohar, and the Zohar states, asking the question, what was Hashem's purpose creating the world, creating heaven and earth, and all of the Briyas? Why did Hashem create the world? This is a powerful question, which we may have contemplated on ourselves, by ourselves uh, at certain intervals of our lives, but we, don't, we, may, we may have not come to the answer that the Zohar reveals. And the Zohar reveals Hashem created the world because he wanted the creations, especially humankind, to recognize that Hashem <coughs> is merciful. Harachum, the merciful father of Arachanim, the merciful creator, 
So this is the first Yisod that the Barcelona puts down. The that the Zohar asks why Hashem created the world and, and gives the revelation, this, this powerful insight, because Hashem wanted the creations to recognize who Rahum is infinitely compassionate, infinitely merciful. So that's the, that's the first episode. And we need to understand this because this is an axiomatic principle of life, of the Torah, of creation, of Hashem, of the spiritual um, hard drive of the universe. It's a, it's a principle we have to grasp and it's the, it's the axiom that goes through everything that is, has to do with the, with the human experience. We can never lose focus that Hashem is merciful. And that's why I created the world to demonstrate and reveal his rachamim to the creations. Secondly, when Hashem created the world, he considered creating a human being, man, and he consulted the Torah. The Torah said, but man is going to act in, in ways which are inappropriate because he, he, is a, he has free choice. So he has a test between going to the side of the good or the side of the bad. So if you create man, he's gonna end up destroying the world and destroying himself. This is what the Torah claimed. And Hashem said, therefore, I will create tshuva before I create human being. So if, they, if tshuva exists and there's the, there's the opportunity, the privilege to do tshuva, to do repentance, which means to fix up where we might have blemished, we might have made a mistake, we might have acted inappropriately or said inappropriate words or have midos, which are inappropriate midos. Any and all of the above can all be fixed and healed and taken care of by tshuva. So these are the two axioms that the Basayan lays down to, to, give, to give us tools and principles to understand exactly what happened with Moshe Rabbeinu. <clears throat> Number one, that Hashem is infinitely merciful. <coughs> and that's why he created the world. And secondly, that Hashem anticipated that man would often act inappropriately and therefore he created tshuva before created the human being in order to give man the opportunity to fix up and to, to rectify, to metaking, whatever needs to be metaking, whatever he did, which was it, which would be considered in, 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 inappropriate action, blemish, midara, or whatever. 
<clears throat> okay. So now we have the situation <coughs> where the world is created and it is a revelation of the Shem's Rachab. <coughs> Sorry for my coughing and sneezing and everything. Hashem created the world and it's replete with Hashem's infinite rachamin and the opportunity for us to fix up what needs to be fixed up, which we have done any inappropriate action, thought, dibor, etc. Of course, Hashem expects us to make every effort to follow the Torah, that's why he gave us the Torah, to act appropriately, follow the mitzvahs, and have good needles. And only speak good words, speak words of Torah, speak words of tefillah. But he also knows in the agenda of a human being, in our um, assignment as a human being, which basically gives us free choice, it's very likely that we were, we're going to oftentimes not, not do what is correct. In Sadiq Oretz, as Shlomo Malik said, there's not a righteous man on the face of the earth. Not in Sadiq Oretz, who does good below and does not sin. This is a statement said by Shlomo Melech. Sin is part of the human experience. There's been very few people in the history of the world who never sinned. But Hashem gave us the opportunity through giving us tshuva and Hashem's mercy to, to let us fix up any flaws or imperfections or blemishes that we might have committed in the, in the human experience of, of living as a human being. The other principle that he lays down, this is all the Banayim, he says that an Uluyatsur, if it would be that somebody did fall, he had Bittu Torah, he lied, he stole, he spoke Lashon Hora, he has anger, whatever, whatever blemish uh, comes up. There's an aspect of that, which is a chesed Hashem. I want to repeat that again, because this is a very big chiddish. There's an aspect of man's falling, failing, sinning, having a bad meter, which, is, which comes from chesed Hashem. It could be chesed Hashem. Says the Basayim, because when man does make a mistake, and when man does speak Lashon Hora, or get angry at his wife, or any of the inappropriate actions or middos, it causes man great humiliation. I blew it, and that taps into his humility and humbles him. And humble, being a humble person, having the neither of another, 
is the key requirement for spirituality. It lowers his ego, and now he's able to come before Hashem with humility, with another, with a, a, a sense of his lowliness as a human being. And that will now give him the opportunity to elevate himself spiritually, to become a better person, to enrich himself spiritually, to have better needles, to be more committed to Hashem's mitzvahs and Hashem's Torah. So this is a wonderful opportunity for the person. Yeah, what the Barayan is saying. And we have to understand it very carefully. We have to understand this very carefully is that even when man falls, there's an aspect of chesed of Hashem because it leads man to humility. And humility is the, is the key. It's the spiritual attribute that gives man the elevation to recognize himself as a human being with shortcomings. And that would that creates with him, within him the desire and the yearning to improve himself. Because that puts him into the process of tshuva. He's, a, he's, he's categorized as an Osei tshuva. So that's a great chesed. Okay, we have to understand that very well. Now comes Moshe Rabbein. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, there's a serious problem here in the Midbar. There's no water. <clears throat> the people are now <clears throat> coming to Moshe Rabbeinu and they're saying, order, order, our children are going to die. Moshe, why'd you bring us to the Midbar? And the pressure the tension mounts to a crescendo of intensity, which we can't even imagine. We're talking about thousands of people in the blazing heat of the desert without water, crying for water and saying, Moshe, do something. So Moshe says to them, Shimu Nahamori, listen, you rebellious people. As soon as he said, he said, Oi, I just blemished the spiritual faculty of, of my speech. I don't have the holiness of speech anymore to be able to speak to the rock. And of course he did tshuva immediately on the spot. But remember, Moshe was a tremendous anav. He was anav mikol adav. And his humility in this particular incident actually caused Moshe to lose an aspect of his belief in Hashem's infinite rachami, in Hashem's foundational axiomatic plan. And when he, when he created man, created the universe <coughs> to give us infinite rachamim, and give us the, the opportunity, <coughs> the privilege, the privilege to do tshuva. 
And he did chuba, but he said, but Hashem's not going to accept my chuba. Understand this very well. He said, Hashem is not going to accept my chuba. He's not going to fix the blemish of my speech, my holy path, which I was so careful to only speak words of Torah, only speak words of pleasantness to people. Darche Noah, I now made a blemish in my path. And Hashem is not going to fix it. Hashem is not going to accept my truth. And that was a, a small lack of, of a muna in Moshe Rabbeinu's part because, because of his humility, because he had so much humility, he couldn't see that Hashem would actually accept his chuba and fix the blemish of his path, which Moshe expressed when he calls the people Hamorim. And that was a mistake. Of course, it was caused by the Sitra Akhra. And the Ayan explains it was caused by Moshe's great humility. But humility needs a balance. Yes, you could be the Anamikol Adam, but too much humility can lead to a place where you could, you could, it could actually mavatel a person's understanding of Hashem's Rachami and the power of tshuva. And that's what happened with Moshe Rabbeinu. So he hit the rock <coughs> because he didn't believe Hashem would repair the blemish in his mouth. And Hashem said, that was a mistake. You should have believed in my infinite rachamim. You should believe in the power of tshuva to make the healing, to make the correction, to make the rectification. Lo kidashtemoti. Hashem said, you did not sanctify me barabi because if you would have then spoken to the rock people would have seen that you did shuva and i forgave you and that's the axiomatic principle of the universe that hashem only created the universe to reveal his rachamim and to, and he set the whole foundations of creation of the human experience on the on the privilege on the opportunity to do tshuva, to, to do repentance, and Hashem will accept the repentance each and every time, immediately, He'll accept our repentance. So this is the <coughs> basic understanding that the Basayan gives us, and it's something that we relates to all of us. <coughs> See, I, I'm sorry again for my coughing and everything. <coughs> But it's a powerful lesson because each of us goes through the, our daily experience and we have what we call the guilt complex. And the guilt complex is antithetical to Hashem's expression and revelation of his infinite rachamim and that he, the kavana created tshuva before created man in order to always give us the opportunity to do tshuva. And even when the, when the Torah says there's certain averas that it's not easy to do tshuva for, that should not never dissuade us. It should never make yeyush in a person. Just saying that's before tshuva. But once the person does tshuva, of course Hashem will accept this tshuva immediately. I want to repeat that again. There are certain averas which the Torah says it's very hard to do tshuva for these Averas. 
that should never lead us to yeyuch, chalila v'chas. Immediately, if we do tshuva or any avera, Hashem will accept our tshuva immediately and make the proper tikkun rectification which will be made. Because Hashem is infinitely merciful and he created tshuva before creating mankind in order to give us an opportunity to heal the mistakes that we will make. Because is not a righteous man on the face of the earth who does good and does not sin, said Shlomo, by Shlomo HaMelech. And Shlomo Melech also said, somebody who admits his blemish, admits his, his sin, admits his flaw, and leaves it, says, that's it, I will never commit this sin again or this bad nida. Yeruchem, Hashem will immediately have mercy upon him. This is what we have to hold on and grasp. And this is, this is what, what will give us the healing and the happiness and the success to live life according to the principles of the Torah in the way that Hashem planned it and created the world and put us into this world to be people that believe and recognize Hashem's infinite dimensions of Rachamim, and that Hashem places tshuva as a healing remedy in our hands to correct and rectify any and every mistake that we make. And yes, in every mistake that we make, there is an element of Hashem's mercy, because the fact that we make a mistake means we're human, and that awakens within us the sense of humility, the sense of we better fix ourselves up, we better lower our ego a little bit because we're not as perfect as we thought we were. And that helps us to advance in the tshuva process, become better and improved Abde Hashem. So this is a powerful, powerful lesson and we should take it in and apply it to our lives. Starting from this very moment, never fall to Yeyush because <coughs> when we fall to Yeyush, we've lost our spiritual balance. And Hashem made a great effort to create the world in order to reveal his Rachamim to all the creations and he created tshuva specifically to give us a healing remedy to fix up our blemishes. And more than that, if we do fall and we do fail and we do commit chet and act inappropriately or have an inappropriate meter, there's, a, there's an aspect of Hashem's chesed is that gives us humility, gives us a way to check where we're holding and then give us gives us the inspiration to want to self-improve, to self-correct, to heal ourselves, because it gives us a real insight into the parts of ourselves that we need to fix. Like a person goes to the doctor, they say they're feeling good, and the doctor takes an x-ray or he does some certain analysis or 
checks the person in certain ways, like like Ruba does, and is able to find weak parts of the body which the person is not even aware of. So if, if we fall spiritually, Hashem is saying, there's a chesed here in your, in your falling, because this will awaken within you humility, and then you'll have the inspiration to self-improve, heal yourself, and to be a better Ebed Hashem. This is the powerful lesson that we learned from the Basayim. Here's a unique interpretation, commentary of Moshe Rabbeinu's Chet. And he also links it to the beginning, to the par Paraduma. But I was thinking that, he doesn't say this, but I, I was thinking maybe we could say, Zechuka Satora, Chok means a statute of the Torah, which is beyond the, the human seichel. And perhaps we can say that it's referring to tshuva because it's the, it's the process, the paradum is the process of, of purification. So it's, it's related to tshuva in the sense of the, the purification process. And, and maybe we could say just like the purification process is a chok, it's counterintuitive. Also tshuva is counterintuitive. The human mind cannot fathom that tshuva should work the tshuva does work, the Hashem will accept the tshuva, that a mistake can be transformed to a, a mitzvah, that a chet can be transformed to a spus. We cannot process that. But it's a chok. If the Torah says that this is what it is, then that's what it is. And therefore we have to, we have to accept it and believe it in every fiber in our being, in our, in our hearts and souls. Yes, it's not easy. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, who is Lokam Kamosha will never be another one like Moshe. He was on a level of greatness that nobody else achieved and attained. But even Moshe Rabbeinu in this particular test did not, did not have the perfection of Amuna to have the balance to hold himself in a way that he, he believed in a, that, a, that Hashem would actually forgive him. And, and rectify him. Yes, because of his humility, but we need the balance. And how do we get the balance? By never losing sight of Hashem's infinite rachamim and the power of tshuva, which Hashem created before he created the human being. Okay, this is the lesson I wanted to share. If anybody has any comments or questions, I'm happy to hear from you. I have an opportunity to... Speak now. Well, Rob, I've got a question that's not, not related to the to the shear. I don't know if I uh, can, can okay. ask you one. I can ask whatever you like. From the Parsha, but why does it seem like the Klal Yisrael did not mourn for Miriam? That's a very good question. I don't, I don't know the answer, but um, it could be that the Torah does not mention that they mourned for Miriam because uh, it also doesn't mention that uh, even though she died also by the Shikas Mavis. It doesn't say because it's like not uh, respectful. 
to Hashem. So it could be that uh, in terms of sneers, they didn't they didn't mention. The Torah didn't mention that they that they mourned. It was mourning for Miriam. For sure, um, there was there was mourning for Miriam. There's no question about that. <laughs> it just it just seems contradictory because Ar uh, Aaron's in the uh, in the same parsha, and uh, and it specifically says that the Klaus are mourned for. Right. It's a great morning for him. Right. I don't know the answer, but I think that I think what I said could, could be a possible answer. Because if the Sliyas wasn't uh, wasn't written in the Torah. Okay. Any other comments? Okay. You should care about thing. Okay. If that's the case. Let's sing our, our song, Kalmastatir, and I wish everybody a great week. Thank everybody for joining. And Hatzlacha in putting it into practice, putting this lesson into practice. Kalmastatir, Bishap, your Hebron, Hasefel, Hene Elam, Mikora, Ayoni, Lirza, Eloys, Mukhtar, Bekeser, Elyon. Yes, ye know the whole Ashem, the Rashi's Tyrus Hawk, Haki do more Shuma Hoffman's Hawk, Has no more may I in Timote, the Hine Loma Rashi's Hawk, Majira Sashem, the Hoy Boys and Nahar, Nahaleamuna, my Mamukim. Ilay mishtabuna tozi osecho hamishim sharei bina emuni loitzer Hashem velagidoyu einechol negdech arachesim gadol aleshamayim hazdechol hey Abraham zochol yabdechos deyagenoyes kirti hilos adonoi. Moroin the door, Bikoya Kuduhura, Motsi Ora, Mayen Tamura, Ahad Yitrak Mishpote Nua Ira, Atogi Boliola Madonoi, Elkumoiho, Segidoi, Zabir Yakoi, Noi Rosahi Loti Ferez Israel. Shomeya tefiloi ki shoi meyelev yoni madonoi Yozuchus avois yogein oleinu Etzad Yisrael misoreseinu goy oleinu Umibor galud aleinu besa aleinu Lenatseya amalechiz beis adonoi Yominu mismol yenikas andiyim Yetzak vohoid mehem nimsoyin, Yachin uvoyaz b'shem nikroyin b'kol, Bona yiklin budei anonoy, Yisun tzadid b'shibon elam, Oiz b'riz hu, Lehei oilam e'na brecho, Tzadig yisoyin oilam, Tzadig toh adonoy, Okay, 
Okay, wish everybody we got the Shemesh Vortov. Vortov. Refuel Shalemaro. Amen. Gula Shlema, Refuel Shlema, the Kolam Yisrael. Amen. Okay, Shavuot Tov, everybody. Good luck, good luck. Good luck.